Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams. On this episode, we're excited to be joined by Marion Spears Carr, Managing Director and Head of the Healthcare and Life Sciences Practice at Comhar Partners. Mr. Spears Carr, Marion, has over 30 years of experience in healthcare, executive recruiting, and talent acquisition. He brings a distinguished set of skills in leading successful recruitment teams that specialize in nursing leadership, C-level, vice president, and senior director level searches. On today's show, Marion shares how quality leadership teams have been taxed over the last few years. He then discusses the transition to the new generation of leaders and shares how these new leaders will leave a lasting impact on the industry. Marion, we've been talking basketball off the air, but welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Glad to be here, Rob. Happy to have you with us, and, and let's let's dive right in. Your focus has been on quality leadership teams, and you mentioned this has been taxed significantly. What do you suggest your clients do to ensure the highest quality talent? Yeah, I think that's a, a you know a really a long a question that we could unpack for a long time. I think there's kind of three key components that organizations, particularly my clients, are typically healthcare systems, healthcare delivery organizations. There's three kind of three things that they must do. First, they 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 need to create a pipeline of of leadership development that goes very deep in their organizations. A lot of healthcare organizations have not done that. Uh not just from a succession planning perspective, but just development of of leaders um down the food chain. I think that's critical. That's the first piece. The second piece is, is that they need to really make sure that when they put a team together or as they look to individuals, as they bring people in from the outside, that they really evaluate not only the skills and value that they bring, but also how do they fit with the existing team? How do they fit with the culture? How do they fit with what the goals are of the organization? And really spend more time on that than just focus on the mechanics of what they can do. And then I think the third piece is, is that they need to really be focused on how, how to go about understanding what the people that they're trying to lead need. And the reason I bring that up is, is that we have such a change of dynamic. I know we'll get into this further mm-hmm. of what the workforce looks like. So I think those are the really the Keith, you know, the three key pieces of it is, you know, understanding how to develop people from a, over time. The second piece is really understanding what the fit of the organization is. And then third is what does the followers need? What is their, what is the makeup of their organization? Yeah. What kind of leadership do those people need? So that, that's, that's how I would start the conversation, Rob. <laughs> All right, Marion, please, please discuss the changing dynamic for the healthcare industry, including how the great resignation is impacting the future of leadership. I, I, so first from the great resignation, there's a lot of different components of that. It's one, people have decided to just to leave healthcare altogether because they're burned out from all the challenges that COVID and all the different pieces that have gone, gone into play. The second piece that, that really is causing challenges is really, is really the great retirement. We have 10,000 people turning 65 every day in the United States right now. And if you look at healthcare organizations, life sciences organizations, particularly those mature companies that have been around for a long time, uh, that demographic is represented at the top. It's represented in the C-suite. So we have these a lot of people retiring and choosing now is the time to retire. With that, 
a lot of institutional knowledge is going out the door. You know, people that have been there for 15, 20, 25 years or been in the industry for that long, that their understanding of the market, their understanding of the organization, their understanding of what needs to be done for sustainability is going out the door with them. So um, that's a key piece that um, organizations need to really need to pay attention to is what knowledge are we losing? Um, and then the backstory of that is if we, if we also have a completely change into dynamic uh, and demographic of who we serve as organizations. So I think, I think those are the two pieces that we can unpack further. Discuss the transition from current leadership to the new generation of leaders. What would you suggest your clients look for in leaders for the future? Uh, so uh, one of them, my key influence is a guy named Dr. Michael Maccabee. Maccabee wrote a book called The Leaders We Need and What Makes Us Follow. And Maccabee was one of the first people to realize and frame the changing dynamic of the, of the workforce from a generational perspective. You know, we, we tend to label, you know, we have the baby boomers, we have the millennials, we have the X generation, we have Z now coming through. We tend to label them um, in those from those capacities and those those by their dates, but really what Maccabee gets to in his book is he talks about the difference in the social context from which they come and how the baby boomers are more patriarchal, right? You know, right. father, mother, right? That's what you you and I come from that. Sure, but but the other generations were don't come from that. They're more interactives. So if we think about organizations, we have to understand that these organizations must be really centered on leading the people that they're trying to lead from the point of reference from which they come, uh, more interactive, more engaged, more uh, um, really from a completely different perspective, not just because, not just technology, just point of reference. And uh, so I think, organizations as we think about what the leaders of the futures look like it, again it needs to go back to focusing on what is the leadership qualities needed to lead the workforce that we have now and future workforces more more interactive more engaged uh they're looking for different things um they're not planning to go to work at the same company for 35 years like my mom and my dad did and probably, same. you know, <laughs> right, right, wrong. You, you know, you know, my, my mother did the same job for 45 years back in North Carolina. Uh, that's not, not the case anymore. So leaders also need to understand that they, that they need to give opportunities to the people beneath them to grow where they are or they're going to leave. And, and so I think that's the, the key piece is taking, stepping back and saying, wait a minute, what does the, the workforce that I need to be successful in my organization look like? Where are they coming from? What is their point of reference? What's their motivational value systems? What, what's their drivers? And how can we create a company or create a culture that supports that, but also achieves the goal that we're trying to, uh, to, to, to achieve? Keep wondering where we're going after Generation Z. What what are they going to come up with next for a name? 
you know, every, everything comes around. So you know how it is. They may just say, they may just like start over, you know, or just double A is his next. Double, I don't know. <laughs> that's right. Double A. Yeah. Double A. Yeah. Well, I'd like to be a, a bit of the double A generation. So. <laughs> you and me so, both. What is the role per or the purpose of physician leaders? What What's their role or, or purpose and how have things changed to promote quality in their role over just being another doctor? I, I love that question, and I'm glad we're talking about it because that's one of the areas of focus for us uh, is physician executives. The physician executive has really evolved um, over the last 20 years, not just because of, of COVID or the current changes. It's been evolving for a long time. For example, in hospitals, there's always been, for the most part, this kind of role of chief medical officer who for years was oversight of over quality or over oversight over peer review, et cetera. But that role is evolving. And yeah. now they're asking those physicians to be more engaged with the leadership, more engaged with partnering with the non-physician leaders. So from a quality perspective, when you think about uh, in the healthcare delivery or life sciences, Obviously, they have the scientific background and the medical background. They bring all of that to the table. But the the role of the physician executive is now one where they can relate to the workforce from a, the provider side. They can connect with those physicians and those scientists, et cetera, on their level. But they are evolving as leaders. I mean, if you look across the board right now, we're starting to see more hospital CEOs that are physicians, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that wasn't really the case. And frankly, if you look at board governance perspective, it's not that been that many years that hospitals had physicians on their board. It's only mm-hmm. maybe 20, 25 years, right? Which sounds like a long time, but, um, but it's really not, it, not that long. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, not that yeah. long of time. So now physicians are playing governance uh, roles. They're they're and they're and they're shaping how organizations go. And there's a bunch of different models out there. But and a lot of physicians too, by the way, are are because they are in that same burnout perspective of the patient care side, are looking to that um, uh, looking to that those type of roles now. Matter of fact, if you would just do a search on LinkedIn, you will see that there's a whole lot of physicians out there that have gone on and got MBAs, masters in health administration. I mean, in addition to their, you know, in addition to their 12 years of, of education as doctors, yeah. you know, so it's amazing that they're doing that. But I think the role of the, the physician leader, um, in conjunction with the, the growing role that nursing leaders are playing in terms of governance, in terms of management, I think that that's a critical shift, in, particularly on the healthcare delivery side, that we're going to see continue. That's an interesting thing you brought up. That's evolving as we go as we're talking, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, on the nursing exec side and nursing influence side, um, several years ago in 2012, I got involved with a, uh, a national movement called Nurses on Board. Mm. And we were, well, we, what the whole movement was is to try to move nurses, nursing leaders into areas of influence outside of just nursing. And it was a big national m- movement. Robert Wood Johnson was involved. AARP was involved. And we trained a lot of nursing executives 
on how to get on boards, how to join in, in governance roles. And that that's going to continue. So we're starting to see representation, but it's a slow, slow process. But again, it speaks to our earlier questions around if we have to build a quality leadership team, if we're trying to build equality in our, you know, core values as organizations, and this is all the way across the board, sure. we, we have to get these people to the table, um, that really understand it. And so that's, that's, um, that's a, an interesting, and we're going to see more of that. Yeah. Um, you are building leadership teams for now and the future. What are you expecting for the industry in the future? And what are some factors you expect to impact the industry the most? Well, if we look at healthcare delivery specifically, the one of the, the biggest factor I think that's impacting, uh, that side of our, our work is the movement from the business model of being an inpatient only focused on revenue inside the hospital, number of surgeries, number of inpatient beds to a shift to outpatient services, even more so than even now. Also with the advent of affordable care organizations uh, and managing at-risk populations where we're trying to keep people out of the hospital as opposed to just treating them, the business model is changing changing dramatically how hospitals reimburse they're reimbursed based on quality metrics mm. now they're reimbursed based on these these at-risk populations that they help manage um so there's this big shift i mean surgeries are being for giving an example there's surgeries being done in ambulatory surgery centers freestanding ambulatory surgery centers that even six or seven years ago you would think there's no way they would do those kind of surgeries in an outpatient environment but they sure. do total hip, total knees, you name it. And so the business model is changing. And the other piece is the consumer is changing and their, their demands for where they're going to be taken care of, how they're going to be taken care of, what services they're going to, um, they're going to be getting. Um, that's all changing. I, I, I did an interview not too long ago with an architect who designs hospitals and healthcare organizations. And he, and I asked him, what's the big shift he's seen? He goes, we're not designing inpatient hospitals to have lobbies or physician practices to have lobbies to hold 20 people. They're not doing that anymore. They're yeah. not going to, people, you know, you know, people expect Amazon type delivery, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. if you, sure you know I want to go, if I got to go to the doctor, I want to go right now. Yeah, you know, that not wait for two hours. So, so I think the sh- that's the big piece that every organization have, has to look after. And then there's all these other cascading factors involved. How they're going to be reimbursed? What are the costs? You know, costs are rising dramatically in healthcare. Labor costs, it's a cost of supplies, supply chain, who you name it. It's a lot of differences. So the you know, really that business model shifting is changing. And for the life sciences space, there's a lot of investment going on in that world. But what products are making it to the market? Understanding that some products are that you would think should make it to the market or not. Some products that that doesn't seem to have a market are it's so it's it's really complicated. It's all consumer driven and um there's a lot going on out there. How about a final thought as we begin, we begin to wrap things up? You've, you've given a lot of great information. How do you want to put a, a, a bow on this? Oh, I, uh, I don't know if there's a bow big enough to tie, tie it all. That's all what this I'm together. gathering. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot yeah. here. I, I think, um, leaders across, 
across the industry need to take a step back and say, you know, what is the legacy that I'm leading, leaving to the organization? And in what way does it create sustainability? In other words, if this mission is what we need to be doing and what is this the right mission? Are we serving the right population? And if that's the case, if that's the foundation, then from there they can determine what is the team they need, what's the what what's the leadership qualities they need, and where where do we go from here? I mean, we right now we we need visionary leaders who can put you know put processes together to get there. Um, you know, it's not enough to have a great vision; you got to have understanding how to get there and what's the roadmap look like. So I think. To tie a bow on it, if we, if, if, uh, if I'm a board member out there, or if I'm a, a hospital executive out there or anyone at leadership role is really looking at it through that lens is what's, what's going to be sustainable? What are the going to be the different things that are going to take place that's going to change the path that we're on right now? Great information today. A, a, a change is certainly underway and the next generation of quality leaders will help to evolve the industry. This change seemed to be necessary, and it seems Comhar Partners and other search firms will play a major part in this transition to a new generation of leaders. Marion, great to talk with you today. Thanks so much for your time. Oh, absolutely, Rob. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be on the show, and um, we really appreciate it. Well, we look forward to doing it again. That's all the time we have here today. Alongside Marion Spears Carr of Comhar Partners, I'm Rob Adams, and this has been Talent Talks.